announcement. The hemp revolution will not be televised. I repeat, the hemp revolution will not be televised. Welcome to the Hemp Revolution podcast, the global hotspot for the buzz and the cannabis. You can hear the stories of the green rush from the dreamers who are writing the rules, innovating the business, and changing history forever. Immerse yourself with the fascinating stories from the leaders in the hemp health revolution to learn how we are changing the game forever. Introducing your hosts, James Brinkerhoff and Sonia Gomez. coming to you live from MJ BizCon. We're not really live, we're recording, but we're live at MJ BizCon in Las Vegas, 2019. We are celebrating the official launch of the Hemp Revolution podcast, where we are sharing and telling the real story of the cannabis and hemp industry from the perspective of the business owners and entrepreneurs, veterans who are pushing this incredible industry forward. You have no freaking idea who I have sitting next to me right now. You're not going to get to see her. I only get to piece my eyes on her, but she's going to be here telling the story of how it actually goes down. I have got Canna Girl right here with me right now. As you can see, I'm giddy like a girl trying to talk about this because a lot of my focus in 2020 is going to be directly related to the women who are still somehow a minority in this industry and yet creating so much incredible transformation for the way that we are doing business what we do, the way that we do it, the why we do it, the way that we do it, all of these things are represented by the women and we are underrepresented in this industry. So watch out for me when I make room for to tell more stories just like this. So Canna Girl is the director of operations at Sovereign Fields located out in Southern Oregon. She works directly with the head breeders of the organization to provide consistency and the standard operating procedures to optimize their entire process. She's been cultivating large outdoor and indoor grows since 2011, and she is right here next to me to tell her story and share all of her knowledge and wisdom. Again, she's not going to be on camera because this is an old school way of doing business in a new school market, and not everybody wants to put their mug shot on the damn internet. No one's crazy like me. So here we go, Canna Girl. Hi. Hi, and it's welcome. so nice to be here. Thank you. I'm Thank so you. excited. Yes. I don't think I've had such a warm introduction ever before, but like you said, I'm kind of old school and don't really do this very often. So. That's okay. I'm popping cherries all over the place. Yeah, it, it's, my, it's my coming out video or not video <laughs> podcast. Welcome <laughs> to the new age. I'm honored to have you here. Um, you. As I was mentioning, women are underrepresented in this industry. So I just want to give you the floor and the mic to share a little bit about who you are, how you ended up in the cannabis space, and what you're currently doing in the market. Okay, well, that's a long journey. I got <laughs> I got started basically because I met somebody and he just happened to say, hey, you know, we grow really good houseplants. We have some really nice houseplants. I'm not just joking about that. I was the crazy houseplant lady. <laughs> I learned how to clone any type of plant from my best friend's father at a really young age in high school. And after that, it was like mind blown. And I was going around like taking cuttings of plants from everywhere. So this started way before cannabis. 
Um, where were so, you from originally? From Southern California. Okay. So cool. I've pretty much born and raised Southern California. I've only been out of Southern California. Small fish in a big world in the Pacific Northwest now. So I'm feeling still a little out of my element, but I still, I like it. And it allows me to cultivate and, and do what I do now with some sovereign fields and humble seeds. So basically my journey was, I was given 12 plants for my medical license in California and said, Hey, Let's see how well you can grow. Here's a basic recipe, and I'll come back and check you in October. I said, I'm sure okay. You will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I said, wow, okay, well, this is cool. And, you know, basically the opportunity was like, I'm going to give these to you for free, and I have a connection, and, you know, how that works. I'll take 30%. And we'll, and, and, we'll, and we'll go from there. We'll see what you do. And I had a green thumb that transpired from houseplants, not just from houseplants, but from outside cultivation. So that pretty much started my love and passion for it about seven years ago, eight years ago. And then ever since then, I've just been kind of growing my knowledge and doing bigger and larger operations from then on. Got hooked up with Humboldt Seed Operations, had an opportunity to move to the Pacific Northwest and help them cultivate and be a head grower at their first recreational farm that they had, which was quite awesome. A huge challenge in and of itself, but it really pushed me to persevere and be a better grower, I believe, you know, totally growing out of my environment in Washington different opposite environments, lots of rain, atmospheric rivers, which I'd never heard of. I didn't even know that existed <laughs> being a Cali girl. <laughs> You're like, I'm sorry, what's the yeah. river? You know, and then working with Humboldt Seeds, it just, they really taught me a lot. They taught me, most of all, to never stop, like, growing and doing my own research. So they would always give me enough knowledge to not think, but then if I really wanted to swim and make it to that, you know, island or, you know, the the tropical paradise afar that I was looking at. Yeah. Or, you know, lack of other words, you just basically needed to, to seek your own education and own knowledge. And, you know, they taught me how to use the resources, um, which was amazing. Yeah. So then that journey took me down to Southern Oregon, where I also helped them with their second recreational farm out there. It was a partner company and more of a cultivation. So I, I helped them start 100 and 150,000 seed starts um, from start to finish. Helped showed the head grower there how to start seeds. They were only used to using clone, which was not, most people are only used to using clones, so to move from clone to seeds, it's very scary. Yeah. I was there on, on the floor with them working. And then this kind of turned into where we're at now with Sovereign Fields, which is the hemp genetics, which we're super passionate about and, and stoked on and working with Sovereign Fields for this last year. Still working with the head breeders from HSO. And then we're bringing out with you guys like great hemp genetics. So it's it's really cool. I work with all of their project farms and, you know, I'm all about deadlines and schedules, making sure people are on time and not the right place at the right time. So that's kind of like my world and where I live, the cultivation. Hashtag botch bitches. Okay. <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> Ask your mama where we're from. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. But, you know, I love my job. And I, I get to meet awesome people like you. And again, I wish I'm, I'm getting used to this whole social media and like showing my face a little bit more. I'm really big on, on Instagram with showing pictures of what I've done, my cultivation, my plants. Um, but putting my face out there, it's still not federally legal in regards to the cannabis side of it. So to tell people that I've been, you know, growing cannabis since. You know, 2011, 2010, it's a little risky, you know, but it came from a background, you know, and a passion. that was somewhat legal. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, yeah, it, it's still somewhat legal, but I think 50,000 people gathering from around the world, 3,000 exhibitors, 
you know, hundreds of millions of people represented here in this direction. And we're there's there, we're gonna stick around here for a while, I think. But yeah. I'm fully respectful and super conscientious and considerate of exactly what you're sharing. There's a lot of people who have, you know, sacrificed and done the time, are doing the time, so that we can be where we are today as an industry and as people. Yeah. Shout out to you guys. Thanks for. Thank you for all of your sacrifice. I'm one of those people. I ended up in jail. My rights as a patient were violated. Like I've gone toe to toe with medical, with legal. I've, I've been a part of cannabis reform. It's fucking crazy. And the rat race is absolutely crazy. And now we're seeing a lot of corporate come into cannabis. And, you know, having you came in right at the time where we were starting to make that shift from old school to new school. I, tier one of entrepreneurs were in there, the ones who came out of the hills and were like, yeah, we're going to do this. And then we're like, what the fuck? And then turn around and go right back. (laughs) What did we do? (laughs) What are we here to do again? (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) Just kidding. And then tier two came in and those were people who had like some legacy money. They, you know, were successful in some other areas. But now tier three corporate is coming into cannabis. We got investors. There's uh, minorities for medical marijuana are represented here. We got the women of cannabis are represented here. It's and it, it's incredible to see the diversity in the industry. Yeah. How do you feel knowing that women are mis are not only misrepresented but underrepresented here, um, especially women growers? Like I quite literally, you're a right now i almost want to protect you walking out of here like don't nobody touch us okay don't nobody i'm not not kidding you like i know a handful of growers up in the emerald triangle who are like boss lady cultivate and they're managing the genetics the most delicate part of the entire thing right the typical imagery of a woman in this industry is is like a trim girl yeah. Right. Unfortunately, that is that is true. A trim girl or like the booth girl. Yeah. You know, which the would be girl. like the typical beer girl for those of you that might not be interested, in, or uh, you know, as involved with the cannabis industry. But yeah, you know, I think that it's unfortunate in some ways that women have been titled to be like experts in those roles, you know, because of our looks and our our feminine physiques but i think that you know cannabis is really allowing us to take our names back and allow us to bring our past jobs into what we're currently doing i'm finding that there's a lot more women who are looking at themselves as being like yeah you know we're really good at multitasking and we're really good at being empathetic but also being able to lay down the law and you know it's always been like fair firm consistent and i think that that's something that that women have in them whether they're a mom or they're not a mom you have that that sense of being motherly figure but also being like firm and like not taking their shit so you see a lot of the women leaders in this industry whether you know the it's still on the grower side for women. There's not as many, but I'm starting to, to learn that there are some that are just a little bit quieter about yeah. it. And I think that's part of the women, women too, is like we don't really know how to be out there and, and be boastful about ourselves or our brand, you know, which is the Cano Girl brand. I'm, I'm hoping that I can try to help represent some of those girls who are like, yeah, like badass, like, you know, I want to be a grower or even if it's just like to grow your own vegetables or, or whatnot. But I really think that the industry is allowing us to kind of take those multitasking tools, motherly, empathetic, laying down the law, not talking, taking no shit 
and being able to focus us in like, you know, managerial roles. Like, you know, for instance, I'm the director of operations. You know, I, I think that I got that job because I'm the most organized out of all of our group. And I, and I, and I can uh, I can herd cats really well. But, you know, uh, above and beyond that, you know, totally discredits what I do. I do have to organize seven to 10 plus farms on scheduled seed productions, plus our own additional internal farm, plus, um, you know, seed seeds that we have going on to these farms. Just making sure that everyone's at the right time on schedules. And it, it's a lot that you have going on, you know, and I think that women are realizing like, hey, I do that every day in my day-to-day life. I've got like, you know, three kids and, you know, my husband who needs help, you know, scheduling some stuff. Going to the bathroom, let's be honest. You know, yeah. I mean, in some (laughs) cases, yes, I'm trying to be nice. Um, You know, but... Thank you, that was very nice on their behalf. (laughs) I'm honestly seeing that women are are trying to, you know, there's different organizations like, you know, Grow Women and um, even here we're having like a women's reception and cocktail night, which I think is great because it's all about women being able to first feel comfortable in the space and being able to reach out to other women, like, like how we are doing yes, here, you know, yes. and making that connection. And then also being able to like, just, you know, ask people like, Hey, like, these are my skills. This is what I'm, I'm a boss bitch at. Like, how can I help you? You know, I'm really owning that. Cause I think us as women, we think, Oh, I can't do it. It's cannabis. It's so weird. I don't get high. I don't, I don't smoke. It's not my culture, but it's like, well, maybe you're a really great accountant. Yeah, and there's a lot of people in cannabis who don't like accounting or banking or bankers. <laughs> or that's the girl you want managing your money. <laughs> exactly, exactly. You know, you don't. You maybe don't want your accountant going out partying all night long at the Vegas, you know, parties and expos. So yeah. you know, there's a lot of different roles that right, I think right now is just opening up for women, and I think it's just it's a good time to reach out. And I would say to any of the women that are out there that are maybe on the fence of you know, like thinking maybe. They can or can't do it. I would say try to reach out to your local girl gang. And I call it a girl gang because, you know, it's powering. We all need to have those powering women in our lives that we can reach out to. And if anything, it's a great conversation and hopefully a really tasty cocktail or a joint (laughs) if you can find it in your area where it's legal. (laughs) You know, and I think that's where I kind of was able to make a lot of my connections because being a female grower in the industry, you can feel a little lonely. Like most of my team that I work with are all males yeah and, and I don't knock that in the industry and I think it makes me a tougher person in the end but then you know it's a catch-22 it can make you a little awkward because you don't know how to act in a room for of women but yeah. then once you get in there you realize it's just a bunch of sisterhood and yeah. it's a different type of camaraderie you know and, and once you break down those walls and it's really just like reaching out to your local groups and just saying hey like how can we help each other and it's not just about, you know, me against you. It's about really just reaching out and embracing each other. I don't know, seeing how we can all move up together. You know? I'm excited to dissolve the stigma that, you know, like I hear so many women say like, oh, I don't really hang out with girls. Like girls don't like me, you yeah. know, and there's there's been a lot of that through my whole life where people, you know, other women say that. And what I'm really loving and enjoying right now is the recognition that like as women we want to actually band together and find ways to connect and collaborate and support the successful growth of this industry i'm also recognizing that you know the women are also representing the balance that's necessary in successful business when you're looking at the impact your company is making and the income that your company is making and knowing that like if you have a major impact meter but no income that's not necessarily going to work right or vice versa 
not everyone's going to like you if you're making a ton of money but not doing anything socially responsible so that your community reflects the success that you're having. So I'm really excited for that. For you, what is coming into 2020 now where it's a much more mature marketplace, you're obviously managing and doing so much on behalf of the industry behind the scenes. What are some of your personal and then company goals that you're working towards right now that you know are going to help really solidify the success that you guys can have in this industry? Well, I think one thing that we're really trying to work on is just having a really strong genetic that we can offer to the homegrown farmer. I've always been really passionate about hemp and cannabis. I've, I've smoked cannabis probably longer than I should have, you know. <laughs> yeah. We're not aging ourselves. We don't, no, no, no. But, you know. Forever young. Exactly. <laughs> That's right. Forever young. But I pretty much just I feel like what we're trying to focus on is just providing quality genetics that are going back to just allowing people to make a living for themselves. You know, we're not trying to sell snake oil. We're not trying to sell picks and shovels. We're trying to really get a genetic into the right hands of the farmers and giving them their opportunity to grow their cash crop once again. You know, this is the original cash crop back in the beginning. And, you know, we had like witches burned at the stake because females were just creating medicine out of copper pots and certain herbs. And I'm almost positive that a lot of those herbs were cannabis and, and you know, hemp and probably some peyote and some other things, you know, psych psycho, you know, uh, psychotropics. psychotropics and things like that. And I'm excited to see that in the future. I think that a lot of us are open, you know, with our minds and we're starting to bring that back into like having power to the people. We want to be able to give the people the power to grow their own medicine, which is like giving people the power to have him back. You know, I, I'm a little bit questionable about what the federal government is trying to do with the total Delta 9 and the total THC those ratios because I think most of us who understand this plant know that if you completely eliminate all THC out of the hemp, then it's really not doing anything that's positive to your body because you need both of the cannabinoids for your body to be open and receptive to it. And you know, my, my dad is suffering right now with cancer, like I'm sure there's so many other parents and people who have gone through this, but we really have medicine on our hands. And uh, I don't mean to get emotional about this, but... No, you know. it's so important. It's so important to say. If, and I, uh, if we can find a cure, you know, and, and if doctors are confused, yeah, we have we keep sending people in who are, who are using different types of methods of THCA, cannabis, uh, strong RSO, and hemp combined. You know, they can't keep quiet. Yeah, absolutely. So sorry, sorry to keep it on such a somber note, but I no. think I think you know, for again wrapping it back up for the focus for 2020 is just to really put the power in the people, give the medicine back to the people who are trying to grow it. And for myself, I'm going to try to be a little bit more vocal and out there, maybe show my face in 2020. <laughs> we'll see. I'm You're doing, ravishing. I, I'm doing, the internet would be happy to have you. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing a little bit more speaks and coming out on stages. In World Cup, I'll be doing a speak and talking about women leaders in cannabis and Love. kind of where we see the future going. And I just feel really empowered to have an opportunity to be in the spot. So hopefully I speak to some people. And, you know, I'm not trying to be here, you know, to show off, oh, you know, me, me, can a girl. It's more about like, hey, like, let's get together. Let's smoke a joint. Let me, you know, help you grow something. Like, you know, it doesn't have to be hot. <laughs> it can be anything. <laughs> well, I think that it's a really powerful and necessary component of the industry right now to keep that grassroots movement without modernizing it 
too much because the original, beyond it being the original cash crop, it also was the original medicine and real people with real problems need a real solution that isn't going to alter their consciousness to the point of harm. And I can speak from personal experience. Um, you know, I've been over-medicated. I've been abandoned by a medical system that does not allow us to thrive, but puts us into a mode of survival. And I've also been a part of reform that allows people to have safe and legal access to quality medicine. And I hold the industry accountable for all of you guys who are listening and with your fancy booths out there. I hold the industry accountable for excellence because at the end of the day, we're serving somebody's mother. We're serving somebody's father. This baby boomer demographic is the fastest growing demographic in the industry right now. While everybody is worried about making their millennial lifestyle brand, we're looking at 60 to 70% growth on the baby boomer side. And there's real people with real problems with real restrictions that don't allow them to effectively explore cannabis and hemp as as an alternative. So my prayers are with you and your family. First of all, second of all, I want to give you some glimpse of hope here that my stepmother, who is almost 25 years younger than my father, has been thriving with cancer, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, second stage for three and a half years using cannabis and hemp-based cannabinoids and a really incredible, you know, dietary regimen. And there's so much hope. Like, it's not 10 years ago, it's today. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. That's so good to hear. Yeah, it's, an, it's incredible. And I, I just, I want you to know that there's more possibility than there is fear. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and you're, you're a part it. of that. I know. You so are a part of that. Part. You really am super excited. You're the source. Like at the end of the day, without positive genetics, like that's where everything starts. Yeah. Soil and then the strains and like exactly. having really powerful genetics and really stabilized methods of cultivation allow the end user to get access to the derivatives and all of the things that science is doing to this incredible plant. Exactly. It all starts with the work that you're doing. So I'm, I'm so grateful and, and humbled by the work that you're doing in the world. You. I, I, as you build your confidence to come into the camera, whatever, just please consider me a partner and a friend and supporting your message, getting out to the world. I'm so excited. We're going to be a support to sovereign fields and you know, the rest of it, what you guys are doing with genetics through our platform. So we have so much to do together over the next year. Thank you for everything you're doing. What are some final words that you can share with our audience before we end today's interview? Um, just wanted to say thanks for listening. And if you could go over to the Instagram, check out Sovereign Fields, Sovereign underscore Fields. Check out Girl. that's spelled with the number one for the I, C-A-N-N-A-G. One RL, if I can spell. It's been a long day today. John Phonics works for us. Uh, right, exactly. And then, yeah, just, you know, if you guys have any questions, you can always feel free to drop me a line, drop, drop you a line. Yeah. You know, and maybe we could do a follow up. That would be kind of fun. Hell yeah, we'll be doing a follow up. My husband's actually going to be at the Emerald Cup with the Hemp Revolution podcast. Oh, sick. So you guys can have another interview. He's been cultivating for, I don't know, since the early 90s. Perfect. And so you guys will have a completely different conversation. I'm the Betty on the front end who's like does all fun things now. That's awesome. I'm the fly trap. I'm just kidding. It's the fun stuff. I enjoy getting to do things like this. I like working on the farm, but it's fun to get dressed up and be a girl put on makeup and get pretty. Yay, (laughs) yes. And you are absolutely beautiful. All of your links and social media handles and and websites and all of that stuff will be inside of the blog. So you guys make sure that you check them out. Canna Girl, 
spelled with the I will be a number one. Um, check her out on Insta. All of the other social handles, you can just quick click so that you get connected to the people that we are featuring here. Thank you again so much for being a part of our community. Can't wait to continue to tell your story into 2020, where my focus is going to be primarily on the women's movement in cannabis. If you guys want to taste and smell any of the stuff coming out of Sovereign Fields, yeah, you do. I'll be including links for that as well in a separate promo. And thank you so much to MJ BizCon for inviting us to be a podcasting guest this year, 2019, broadcasting live from MJ BizCon, celebrating the official launch of the Hemp Revolution. I'm your hostess with the mostest, and this is the Hemp Revolution Podcast. We'll see you on our next show, guys. Thanks for listening to another Rockstar episode of the Hemp Revolution Podcast. I'm your host, Sonia Gomez, and just for you, we took notes on this episode along with the links and other resources mentioned inside of today's show. Get them for free right now by going to theemeraldcircle.com. Now, if you want more on this, please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcast or wherever you like to listen, and you will be automatically entered in to our monthly giveaway where you can get swag bags, all kinds of cool gifts and discounts from our guests and exclusive offers that are only mentioned right here in the Hemp Revolution podcast. I can't wait for you to share this with your friends. With your help, we've been able to impact millions of people's lives around the world with the truth about hemp and cannabis. And we know that you love us so much that you're going to leave a review and rate us right now on your favorite platform to absorb content just like this. Now, we challenge you to dream big and love the life that you live. Thanks so much. And we hope to see you on our next episode of the Hemp Revolution podcast. Ciao for now.